Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? Jesse Cass here, host of the Believe in Clippers podcast. Uh, we don't have the intro this week, the intro music. It's going to be a little bit different, uh, as I'm sure most of you are feeling and struggling with this week the shocking and tragic untimely death of Kobe Bryant, along with his daughter Gianna and seven others in a helicopter crash this weekend in Calabasas. So for this week, we will be honoring and remembering the legacy of Kobe Bryant, uh, what he has meant to, of course, NBA fans all around the world, but specifically for a lot of us here in Los Angeles, even those, of course, Clipper fans that uh, have often feared Kobe ruining games against our team with his brilliance. Uh, still growing up with Kobe Bryant for over this past 20 years of his career, and of course the 41 years of his life, uh, it is a it's a really difficult and just uh, hard to explain the type of time that it is right now in Los Angeles. But we're gonna try to remember Kobe Bryant and his legacy a little bit on this episode. And of course, we mentioned uh, the the tragic deaths of. Everyone else involved in the helicopter crash, including his daughter Gianna, who had an incredibly bright future ahead of her, just 13 years old. John Altabelli, Carrie Altabelli, and their daughter Alyssa Altabelli. Christina Mauser, Sarah Chester, and her daughter Peyton Chester, and the pilot Ara Zobayan. So for all nine of those victims, of course, sending our condolences to, to their families and everyone affected by this horrible tragedy. But... This week we'll be talking about Kobe Bryant and remembering his legacy and uh, we'll get back to talking about Clipper basketball in, in an upcoming episode. Uh, they did, of course, have a road trip. Done, they've done very well on it. Uh, still dealing with a lot of injuries and still continuing to win despite of it. So as you said, we'll, we'll break all that down in future episodes. But right now uh, it only seems right to honor Kobe Bryant and, and everything that he's meant to the NBA and way beyond as we've seen the, the impact of his death felt around the world. So going to talk about a little bit about it here on this episode. We're going to get into our one quick ad break right here. And then from then on out, it'll just be talking about Kobe Bryant the rest of the way here on this episode of Believe in Clippers. So don't go away. If you enjoy football and have a heartbeat, then you know what's coming. The Super Bowl. Want to make a bet on it? Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. Whether you're choosing the winner or making a side bet with a friend, MyBookie offers you the most up-to-date odds in a site that makes extra cash easy and fast. You can even visit MyBookie.ag party to access printable prop sheet for the big game. Football not your jam? No worries, MyBookie's got it all, from the NBA to the Premier League. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from MyBookie. Play, win, get paid. We're back here on the Believe in Clippers podcast talking about Kobe Bryant and the legacy that he leaves behind after his tragic death dying at 41 years old. And uh, I'm sure it's been the same for a lot of you out there trying to kind of grapple with and process the news since Sunday and 
I'm sure everyone had a similar type experience, whether you found out scanning Twitter or on TV or through a text from a friend. I know for me personally, I was running an errand, checking on my sister's cat at her house, uh, and I got a notification from a WhatsApp chat from a couple of friends in my fantasy basketball league or one of them. And, you know, growing up here in L.A., for the most part, as I'm sure a lot of other Clipper fans out here know, uh, most of my friends are Laker fans, uh, as are the majority of fans out here in L.A. in general. And just knowing what Kobe has meant to them and just getting that first text of the initial TMZ report and just kind of the, the reaction from everyone being, there, there's no way that this can be real, right? And I think that was kind of the, the overarching thought from everyone, just how could this possibly be true? That Kobe Bryant, someone who is heroic on just so many levels here in Los Angeles in particular, so young, so just even fathom that as a possibility just didn't seem real. So when we first got the text or the, the, the notification in the news, it, it almost was like looking, searching for a reason for it not to be real, not to be true, and immediately going to Twitter. I remember just getting that first text and almost shaking when I saw it because I just, the, the gravity of it and thinking about Kobe Bryant and I'm sure many other people have felt this way or didn't even realize just how much Kobe meant to everyone, but also myself personally as someone who, as mentioned, not a Laker fan at all. In fact, rooted against them and continues to root against them pretty much at all times. But uh, obviously growing up in L.A. and in this area, still watching a lot of Laker games and watching basketball, just being such a fan in general and not even realizing that Kobe has been a part of that for the majority of my lifetime. You know, 31 years old, Kobe obviously with a 20-year career that's spanning pretty much an entire childhood and growing up. So this whole time where you have a whole entire generation and I'm sure so many other kids and, and even adults feel the same way where you watch this kid Kobe get drafted when he's 17 years old and you grow up with him and you see him develop and struggle and fail and overcome and win championships and grow as a person and to see obviously the tragic end like this is is very devastating. So getting that initial text was was just shocking and then obviously the news filtering in throughout the day that it was indeed true and then you throw in the fact that you first think it's five people in the helicopter and you get the news that his 13-year-old daughter Gianna was on board and then other girls and teammates of, of Gianna's were going to a basketball game and parents and of course the pilot who who all passed away in this crash just uh, makes it just unbearably sad and devastating and something that I think we're going to be dealing with and grappling with for a long time. So uh, just the initial pain of it and shock of it is something that still honestly doesn't quite feel real. It's been a surreal couple of days where you wake up and you think, oh, there's no way that could be true. And yet, of course, it, it is. And uh, it's just been really tough. And it, I don't want to say it's been surprising and how tough it's been, but you clearly can't prepare for something like this and don't think something like this will happen to someone that you admire and respect and so many people around the world you know worship as a you know an icon and, and that's really what Kobe Bryant was and and has been and you can see that reflected through the celebrations of his life going on around the world whether it's in LA outside the Staples Center or across the city um, you know we saw AC Milan the soccer club honor him was one of Kobe's favorite clubs and uh, you know, from the Philippines to China, all over the world, 
his impact has, has been felt greatly. And when I try to think about and try to articulate what Kobe has meant to me growing up, you know, I mentioned obviously being 31 years old, kind of growing up in him being there at all times. You know, I'm a basketball fanatic. I've played the game. I obviously talk about the sport now. I do play-by-play broadcasting where I travel and announce basketball games. And it's one of the truest passions of my life is this sport and this game. And you look at the epitome of the game and the right way to go about that passion. I don't know if there has ever been a better example than Kobe Bryant, who even if you're rooting against him, even if you hate the Lakers, even if you've always despised watching Kobe because he was killing your team and destroying your team on the floor with just his maniacal scoring and relentless effort. I think he epitomizes what the sport is meant to be because of that effort. And and honestly, whatever you want to call it, but the Mamba mentality that he created is a real thing. And I think that's part of the reason you see such an outpouring of love and support is that Kobe Bryant has inspired so many of us who love the game uh, just to, to witness greatness and appreciate greatness. And for someone who often was rooting against him and watching him win, it's something that I appreciate that I learned in, at an early age to, you know, you can root against teams, you can dislike teams and certain players, but I think it is important as a fan to, to appreciate greatness when it's here because you never know when a player is going to get hurt, obviously when a horrible instance like this, when a player is going to pass away or a former player is going to pass away. But it's important to truly appreciate the truly great players and what they mean to the game. And there's no better example of that than Kobe. And I think the fact that I learned that early on and I can thank my dad for that, he would always kind of say we're watching these games. Like, don't forget to appreciate what you're watching here because it's, it's not normal that someone could be this good at the game and work this hard to dominate in the way that he has. And I think the first real instance that I remember that, you know, there's a couple with Kobe in particular, but um, the All-Star game in 1998, uh, when Kobe was just kind of breaking on the scene, obviously the game being in New York on the world's biggest stage in Madison Square Garden, he was going up against Michael Jordan, who was going into his second to last year in the middle of his second three-peat Jordan's still at the top of his game. Jordan ended up winning MVP in that game, but Kobe going toe-to-toe to him and, and not being scared at all. And you saw the joy on his face, the competitive fire that he played with, you know, making the ridiculous, iconic shots, the fake around-the-back dribble and the kind of running, floating, right-hand hook shot. That, 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 that shot was ingrained in my memory for, for years. And when I went back and looked up the highlight of that video on YouTube, I kind of just scanned through to look for that shot to see if it was exactly what I remembered from years ago, and it was. And Kobe gave us so many of those moments over the years, and uh, and he just led with a great force and example. He mentioned the Mamba mentality and how that's a real thing. This is someone who would work harder and train harder than anyone and everyone in the game, and that's obviously something we all can carry over into our lives day to day carrying that type of work ethic and passion in what we do. And I know there's been videos surfacing out of of Kobe kind of talking in different spots and places, of course, and the outpouring of support where he was talking about really one of the most important things in life is loving what you do for a living and, and really enjoying that. And that's something that I've always held really close to my heart and have tried to follow. And you see someone who does it 
on the world's biggest stage, performing in front of thousands of people every night, and just relentless work ethic. This is someone who probably could have slowed down at some point throughout his career with his work ethic, but he just never did. And you look at it resulting in, obviously, five championships, but even in the years after that where his body started breaking down and the Laker team started getting really bad, so someone who would still put in those same hours and that same work ethic and and overcome. So uh, talking about appreciating his greatness, I mentioned that All-Star game. I think uh, one of the other real times that I, I remember, of course, all the championship rounds, the game against Indiana, the game four where he kind of cemented himself when Shaq fouled out and he took over that game and kind of put his stranglehold on the finals. That moment, and then, of course, the 81-point game where just sitting down watching this and it's easy to forget in, in that game in the first half and early in the third quarter, the Lakers were playing terribly. They were getting kind of blown out there down by 15 points. And this was a game where Kobe just kind of looked around and said, hey, if nobody else is going to help me here, I'm just going to do this myself and take over. And uh, to this day, of course, one of the most iconic and epic performances of all time. 81 points uh, in a victory where... You needed all of it. It was something where they said they were down in the ball game, took over late, and then just able to put off the finishing touches on as I said, one of the most incredible performances of all time. So in talking about appreciating greatness, I think in learning from Kobe's legacy and what he's brought to the game, I think it's important, as I said, to appreciate that wherever we see it. And even if we're rooting against a team or a player, not to do it with extreme malice or hate, uh, to still appreciate what you're watching. I know many of us, I'm sure all of us, if you're a part of Clipper Nation, are not rooting for the Lakers at any point or LeBron James and, and this team that they have now, but appreciate what you see out there on the floor from any great player, whether it's a Warriors team you dislike with Steph Curry, while it's going to be maddening when they're making all these plays, or the Lakers with LeBron. Take it in and, and appreciate what you're watching because... These are players that are truly special and have put a ton of work into their craft. And many of them have followed the example that Kobe Bryant set of putting in relentless and countless hours in the gym. And I think that's where his legacy is left on the game of basketball. And we mentioned across the world, his mentality and mindset can be something that can be carried on through any of us. And I know that while in these past couple of days, as I mentioned, it's been really difficult to kind of wrestle with the emotions of everything and, and, and of this event and, and Kobe passing. But at the same time, knowing that it is possible to carry on his legacy and, and what Kobe would want. Uh, and I think that is, in a way, inspiring to know that anyone can emulate this type of work ethic, this type of determination and passion that Kobe brought to the game of basketball. And and use it in their own lives as inspiration for whatever you're doing. It doesn't have to be sports. It doesn't have to be anything athletic or like that, but it can be something that you're passionate about and just know you need to work harder at it. Get up earlier, uh, study more, read more, whatever it is. Uh, I think that's one of the takeaways of this. And the other, I think, is just obviously the family aspect of this. And we've seen over the past couple of years kind of the evolution of Kobe Bryant into what has clearly been a great father and someone who has loved his family dearly. And that's obviously something that we can all take away as well. And part of the devastating part, of course, is the death of his daughter, Gianna, who 
We've seen all the videos recently of, of Kobe courtside with her at multiple games and kind of teaching her the ropes of basketball and, of course, her having her own budding basketball career ahead of her, just making this all the more devastating. But I think that's the other layer of this with Kobe Bryant that kind of paints the rest of the story. Someone who is not just a basketball player and not just an icon because of his game, but someone who evolved as a person. We, you know, he went through personal struggles, and of course the, the case in Colorado is something that is complex and difficult and something that uh, we all can't fully understand outside of Kobe and, and the woman involved in Colorado. But uh, for Kobe Bryant, his evolution as a person was something spectacular. And you look at him after that event from before, that's something where you can shut down as a person, you can grow distant and colder to the rest of the world, and instead, Kobe found the opportunity to, to improve as a person. And we saw you know, him repair his relationship with his wife, Vanessa, and start a family and become an exceptional father. And that was, of course, highlighted with, as we mentioned, him taking Gianna to basketball games, but much more than that, you know, champion, championing women's sports and women's basketball in particular, and inspiring women uh, across the sport, whether it be professionals like Diana Taurasi or uh, at the college level, players at Oregon, or obviously at the youth level with the Mamba Academy and, and helping teach his daughter and other young girls to have better skills and promote the women's game as well as the men's game. So an ambassador for the game as along with being uh, a, a tremendous parent. And I think that evolution into a more open, more joyful person uh, really gave a, a better view of Kobe overall. And for so long, despite the greatness in basketball, you see someone that's kind of locked in and determined into one cycle, and then you get to see him grow and evolve and, and turn into something more. And I think that's what was really special about what we were seeing with Kobe Bryant and also equally devastating, the fact that uh, his life is cut short so soon when he seemed to be really evolving and, and trying to you know, help out the youth and the kids around the world. So it's a really tough time in Los Angeles. And sorry if this any of this has been a little bit rambling, but it's still very hard to process uh, everything going on in the past couple of days. And as I said, it still doesn't, doesn't quite feel real. But before we sign off here on this episode, I uh, want to share the one final memory of Kobe that kind of is resonating most right now. And it was the game they re-showed on ESPN the other night, the 60-point final game of Kobe Bryant's career. I actually watched that on YouTube, on parts or highlights of it on YouTube on Sunday night, uh, you know, the day everything happened with Kobe Bryant. Uh, and it, it's just not only the perfect farewell from his career, but just kind of the, the encapsulation of everything in his career leading up to that. And, of course, not the most important game he played. He won five championships. He played in high-pressure, high-stakes games. This was playing for a really bad Lakers team where Kobe, at this point in his career, had gone through most of the farewell tour. He had not been playing a lot of minutes. His body was breaking down on him and hadn't really been shooting well over the last couple weeks of the season and, you know, playing under 20 minutes a game for the most part. And to muster up not only a comeback win, but 60 points, it's just unbelievable. No matter how many shots you take, 50 shots in the game for Kobe, but you could just see in watching that fourth quarter, this was a game where the Lakers were still down by 8 to 10 points for a large chunk of the fourth quarter, and we said a really bad team that he was playing on 
You know, you have ex-Clipper Lou Williams on that team, uh, very young D'Angelo Russell and Jordan Clarkson, but this was not a team that was prepared to win at all outside of, you know, guys like Kobe and Lou who were uh, Lou not quite getting the minutes and the time that he is now, and of course, Kobe's we said at the end of the line in his career, but it was just one of the most iconic and incredible performances ever, and you look at that game late, even when he got over 40 points, there were still points in the game where he was struggling and shots were falling short, it looked like Utah was going to run away with the game, and you could just see he was, even during timeouts, kind of willing himself. His body was had almost nothing left to give. He probably hadn't played that many minutes in months. But just knowing that all the training through all the years where he's waking up at 4 a.m. and putting in an extra time, you could see him channeling that on the bench where just one more play, one more shot, keep going. And, you know, resulting in scoring the Lakers, what, 15 of their last 17 points, including 15 in a row where he gave them the lead and obviously got up to 60 points on multiple made shots in a row to to give them the lead and ultimately give them that win. And, and just 60 points when you're 37 years old or when you're any age is remarkable. But uh, that performance to do it in that fashion in front of the crowd going absolutely bonkers and uh, it's something that is, is storybook-like and that we never really get to see. Uh, the only other thing is comparable, maybe Derek Jeter in New York with the walk-off hit in New York, uh, but again, 60 points, that might be like Jeter hitting three home runs in that game as well. Uh, it's just an incredible performance, and what really I remember, you know, I watched it obviously recently the other day, but thinking back, I can actually remember watching that game live and uh, going over to my sister's place. It was me, uh, my two sisters, my brother-in-law, my cousin, all big basketball fans, uh, none of us big Laker fans at all, or Laker fans at all, uh, but still the power of Kobe in that moment, watching that game down the stretch, literally all of us jumping up and down on the couch, cheering for someone that we had never really cheered for before, showed the power of him and of his legacy, and vividly remember watching that game and, and going wild and celebrating greatness for, for it being on display for a final time. So uh, that's one of the true memories that I take away from Kobe, as we said, much more than just a player as well, and, and re-watching that game, really getting a, a vivid picture of him and his family, um, his, his wife Vanessa, uh, and also, of course, Gianna at the ball game, and one of Kobe's other daughters as well. And just seeing, after every big made shot, the pan over to the front row and the sidelines, and seeing how proud they were, and in particular Gianna, uh, you know, just super young at that time, but giddy and the admiration that she looked at her father with was 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 beautiful, and it was clear to see. And and obviously that developed into a, a wonderful relationship, and and that's obviously part of what what makes it really tough right now. But uh, Kobe, you will clearly be missed, and you're gone far too soon. You know that all of us here in Los Angeles will be feeling this weight for a long time, as well as many others around the world. But the game of basketball appreciates everything that you've done for the game. And the world appreciates the man that you became and being able to watch you grow up in front of our eyes was was really a true honor. So this is for Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace. And of course, as we mentioned, we can't forget the other victims involved in this terrible tragedy. Of course, Kobe's daughter, Gianna, once again, 
uh, the Altabelli family, Alyssa, Carrie, and John, Christina Mauser, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, and Ara Zobayan. Rest in peace to all of them, and of course, condolences once again to their families and anyone else affected by this tragedy. Uh, we're going to be remembering and talking about Kobe Bryant for a long time, and his legacy will be felt forever in basketball. So that will do it for this week's episode. We will be back talking about Clippers basketball in the upcoming episodes here on the Believe in Clippers podcast. Clippers have four games in a row at home after the Clipper-Laker game was postponed, which was supposed to happen on Tuesday. So uh, we'll, as we said, be back to talking about that. But we'll leave you with 24 seconds of silence to close it out in honor of Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. You will be missed. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.